Great news for Informed Pregnancy Plus subscribers. Dive into our Core Connection course included with your subscription. Hosted by Natalie Headings, a pre- and postnatal exercise specialist and ACSM certified personal trainer, she's an incredible teacher. This five-video series equips you with essential insights to understand what your pelvic floor and core are, how they work, and how to enhance pelvic floor and core strength and proper function during and after your pregnancy and birth. Learn about pelvic floor basics, key postural adjustments, effective muscle releases, and breathing techniques for a healthier core and floor. Don't wait. Visit informedpregnancy.tv and get started with the invaluable core connection today. Welcome to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin. My guest today was raised in Norco, California, a small horse town. She met her to-be husband at Norco High School. They went after college and moved to China for a couple of years, during which time she became interested in fitness. She got serious about fitness after moving back to California and started competing. Soon she won her first show and became pro and later started her own fitness business. She is also 40 weeks and a few days pregnant, expecting her first baby any day now. Taryn Slater, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. All right, I'm going to jump in because I have so many questions. I would love to learn more about, first of all, growing up in Horsetown and meeting your husband in Horsetown High School, and then what happened while you went to China and what you did there, what sparked your interest in fitness, and then what made you go pro. Then after that, in segment two, I'd love to know more about your pregnancy and how it's been and what you're planning for birth. And then number three, more specifically, what your birth plans entail. And as I was saying earlier, maybe in a couple of hours, we can record the afterbirth segment. Yeah, I hope so too. (laughs) It'll be the first time ever that we did both in one day. That'd be great. All right, let's talk about Norco. I picture like an old time country town with houses with large swaths of property and horse gates. Am I far off? Not entirely. It is more modern, but it is a lot of land with each house. There was a time that it was more horses than people that lived there. Wow. Yeah. I don't think that's the case currently, but there's no sidewalks. It's just all horse trails. And at the stoplights, the button that you pushed across the street, there's one that's up higher for if you're sitting on a horse. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> To click it so you can cross the street. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, it's a cute little town. I think it was great to be raised there because you're still not too far off from everything. You're like 45 minutes to the beach or an hour to the mountains. So it was still like a good location. I hope they put one a little higher because I love to ride my camel around town. (laughs) I don't know if I'll be able to reach the horse button. So when that crosswalk light turns red and does a little person show up or does a horse show up? (laughs) It's a little person. (laughs) 
All right. So that's yeah. your horse town growing up. Is it the kind of town where everybody knows each other? Um, no, we all kind of knew each other in high school because the high school wasn't too big, but in regards to like everyone in the town, you don't know everybody, but you do know like a large percentage of people. Cause it's like one main grocery store, <laughs> that type of thing. I always have this question about smaller towns. How many churches? There was maybe like four. Okay. And how many bars? <laughs> I know for sure, too. <laughs> oh, wow. The ratio is always very similar. <laughs> Church to bar. Okay. You met your husband there in high school. Did you know it was going to be serious? Well, I didn't know because I never had had a boyfriend. And we're each other's first. So. Oh, um, that's sweet. Yeah. I don't know. We just met. And, like, I definitely liked him first. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> Did you make the move first? Kind of. Like, there were these, like, really popular bracelets in high school. And I saw that he had one. And he made it. And I was like, oh, you should make me one. Oh. And I was like, here's the colors I like. And, like, here's my phone number if you have a question about the colors I chose. <laughs> oh, wow. What grade was that? Do you remember? Yeah, that was 11th grade. Oh, 11th. Okay. More than halfway yeah. through. Yeah. When did, yeah. when did he come around and realize how awesome you are? I mean, a pretty soon after that, maybe like three months. Do you still have the bracelet? Months. Yes, I still have okay. the bracelet. <laughs> True love. Yes. What did you study in college? I studied business entrepreneurship. Like in your mind, what did you think you were going to do after college? What career? I, knew I wanted to start my own business because I don't like working for people. I don't like being on someone else's timeline. I like to do my own thing. And I thought I was going to go into more like event planning and like weddings and whatnot, but I did it for a while and I was like, this is too much. <laughs> it's intense, that business. Yeah, it was too much. Like everybody that would be around, it was just overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. And when you have a gig, like the timeline is 24 seven. Yes. That's a lot of yeah. stress. Okay. So you got married soon after college. So I imagine you kept steady together during college. Yes. Yeah. We were not at the same university, but we were together through college. All right. So you get married and then move to China. Mm -hmm. What is that about? So that was definitely not my choice. <laughs> My husband had a resident director who had gone to China for five years himself with his wife at that time. And they loved it. He said it was like a great place to like really live life. And so my husband was like, we have to go. We have to like do this. He wanted to like follow in the footsteps of his resident director. And we ended up going over there to teach English. We taught English to grad students. And it did end up being amazing, even though I was like not about it at first. What won you over? It was just the fact that it was me and him in like a whole different country together. And we pretty much just had each other to rely on. So it really like I feel made our marriage bond like super strong. And on top of that, we only worked two days a week. So we got to like really travel. Mm. And it, that was never anything I was like interested in before I lived abroad. I didn't like care about seeing other countries or places really. But after living abroad, I was like, 
all about it. And it was amazing. <laughs> well, that's incredible. I mean, were you guys like 20, 21? We were 22. Okay. So very young to get started in something like that. Cool. When you were in China, did you pick up the language? Not really. We picked up enough to get around, like how to order food and how to pretty much tell a taxi driver how to get us home. (laughs) Oh, that's critical stuff. And where's the bathroom, I guess, is the other one. (laughs) Yes. Okay, you said you picked up fitness while you were in China. Tell me what that means. Yeah, so all growing up, I had a really fast metabolism, and I didn't really gain weight. Like, I was just really small. And then I moved to China, and it was after college, and I think my metabolism slowed down, like, a little bit. And I started gaining some weight, and I just felt like I needed to do something. And I remember, like, calling my mom and being like, I don't know. Like, I feel I need to do something, but I also know like we're going to have kids one day. So I just kind of feel, oh, maybe I'll just wait until I'm pregnant. Cause I feel I'm going to have to start all the way over again once I'm pregnant. And she was like, you need to start now. If you don't start now, like you're not going to do it. You're not going to start while you're pregnant. So I started there, but like, I didn't really know what I was doing because the gym was all different language. Nobody really spoke English all the machines, like the instructions were in Chinese. So uh, were you trying to do cardio and burn calories or were you trying to like build muscle? So I didn't really know because I didn't have like any guidance. Yeah. I was doing cardio and I was like taking some classes, even though they were in Chinese. Wow. I was like taking group classes and I was just trying to be active somehow. And it was fine, but like, it wasn't like amazing results or anything. Cause I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't have guidance. I didn't have like somebody like really guiding me every exercise. But it sounds like you and exercise were off to a good start, like relationship wise. <laughs> Cause you kept going like to go and to take a class in another language. Like I'm always nervous to go into a class in my own language. So it just takes like a bit of drive to do that. Yeah, it was. I just felt like I needed something and I feel with those classes, sometimes you like push yourself more because there's like a bunch of people in it. So you're like wanting to keep up with everyone. But there were times when I was like, I don't know what we're doing. (laughs) I once had a fitness kick and I was doing nutrition stuff and I was really getting into good shape. And so almost felt like the first time ever I said, let me go try one of these classes. And everybody was talking about how spin is so much fun. You don't even realize you're exercising I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. And I walk in there and it's like in a gym where they have a multi-purpose room. So they use it for yoga and boxing and other things. So you have to go grab a spin bike and pull it into place for the class. And I do it. And I don't know why, maybe it's my Jewish anxiety, but as soon as I walk in there, I assume that everybody in that class knows each other and they're all like besties. And I'm like the new kid in school. And I got on the bike and I started pedaling and the instructor's talking through her little microphone with the big speaker. And she's like, come on, come on, faster, faster. And then all of a sudden she screams, get out of the saddle, get out of the saddle. I'm like, I don't even know what that meant. And then and I see everybody kind of lift their bum up. So I lift my bum up and she's like, faster. And I'm as fast as I can go. And my bike is wobbling. And then I fall over onto the side. 
Oh my gosh. And that was already kind of like horrifying because again, everybody else in my book knows each other. But what made it a little bit worse was like the instructors only fall over and laughed into that little microphone. Not because she's mean, it was just like a reaction. Like, oh my God, that he just fell over. And hearing that laugh come through the speaker, I was like, okay, I'm going to not exercise with other people nearby. So that's what shaped my relationship with exercise. And we have not gotten any closer since. Let's take a break. No, I didn't finish the class. First of all, the class was almost over, but everybody got off their bikes. Hey, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm going to move my bike back and went out of there. and, And that was it. Oh, man. I'm All right, sorry. Taryn. Thanks. Maybe I should go to China and take classes in Chinese. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's take a little break. When we come back, we will find out more about how you turned that little interest in burning some calories into your new career. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by an innovative product that's made a big difference for parents and babies alike. Dr. Mom Butt Bomb. As a parent of four, I've had my fair share of battles with diaper rash, often resorting to thick, unpleasant pastes. I only recently discovered Dr. Mom Butt Bomb, and I was immediately impressed by its pleasant consistency and ease of application. This pediatric-approved skin protectant is free from dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, making it perfect for your baby's sensitive skin. It's designed by a doctor who's also a mom, ensuring your little one gets the gentlest care. A small dab is all it takes to soothe and protect, avoiding the mess and hassle of traditional treatments. With ingredients like dimethicone and petrolatum, Dr. Mom Butt Bomb not only soothes, but also restores your baby's delicate skin. Available on Amazon.com and Walmart.com, it's the smart choice for every parent wanting to keep diaper rash at bay. Remember, with Dr. Mom Butt Bomb, nothing comes between you and your baby. Not even diaper rash. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. We are talking to Taryn Slater. In case you're wondering, still pregnant. (laughs) Yes, unfortunately. For the time being. (laughs) Okay. You moved back to California. Was your China experience supposed to be for two years or did it have a time set from the beginning yeah we were actually supposed to be there for one year and then we ended up really enjoying it and loving it so we signed on for another year so ended up being two years okay then you come back to california and northern california this time and you get serious about fitness what does that mean yeah so we moved to northern california and then I had already been in the mindset of like, I wanted to do something in regards to my own like platform. So I started a social media account to kind of help with accountability in regards to my fitness. And I started just posting like workouts that I would be randomly doing, even though I still didn't have much structure. (laughs) I was just pretty much doing workouts that I would do online random people. And it wasn't like a consistent thing. It was like, Oh, I found this workout and it seems cool. I'm going to try it. And I would just like start posting them. And it wasn't until actually somebody reached out to me asking me if I had a coach and if I would ever be interested in being like on stage for fitness. 
And I didn't know because it really caught me off guard. It was like out of the blue. So she was like, well, I'll send you over like a pamphlet with all this information about fitness and this competition and kind of see what you're interested in. And so she sent me the pamphlet and it pretty much to me, it looks like a really fit, like Victoria's Secret runway, like fitness show. And I was like, wow, this looks amazing. (laughs) This is so pretty and like fun. So I was like, all right, this seems like something I'd like to do because I love the stage. Like growing up, I would do like talent shows and singing and musicals and stuff. So I was like, this seems really fun. I already knew I wanted to be more serious with my fitness and she was a coach. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to first sign up with her just for a coach so that I have some sort of structure and see how I do. And then maybe I'll compete if I feel I'm like at that level, because it was like really fit people. (laughs) Okay. First of all, what were your talents in the talent show? Singing. Yeah. Oh, you always sing. And do you still sing? Um, just like for fun. The last musical I did was probably like three years ago. And can we get a few bars now? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So when you start working out with this coach, I mean, you were WBFF, mm-hmm. right? Which yeah. stands for, will you be my best friend? It's like <laughs> a world beauty, fitness, and fashion. Yes. Something yeah, like world that. Beauty, fitness, and fashion. Yep. Okay. So when you start training with a coach towards that end, how does that change from the training you were doing on your own? So the training that I was doing on my own, I think a lot of women and just people who don't know like fitness so much get into this mindset of like, Oh, I don't want to lift heavy because I don't want to be like bulky. I don't want to look like super muscular masculine, (laughs) you know? So it's like you do cardio and you do a lot of ab exercises and like hit like circuit type of stuff. So I was doing that type of stuff. I was like, I want to like be thinner, but I also was like, I want abs and like, I want to have like nice glutes and stuff, but I was just doing it off of random things I would see on like social media or things I would like research online, but it was never anything consistent. And with a coach, it's like, they're going to tell you exactly what to do like every day. Hmm. No, you didn't like to work for other people. (laughs) That sounds like a drastic thing from picking what you want to do and when you want to do it. And to like, here's what you're going to do, do it. Yeah, it was definitely different. But once I saw that pamphlet and that like brochure of these shows, I was like, if I want to be serious about this and if I want to be able to like compete at that level, I like need guidance. Like there wasn't any way that I could get there on my own in the beginning. Were you getting results towards your goals that you stated? Were you getting results towards those on your own? So on my own, I definitely like leaned out. I was nowhere near where I was once I got a coach. So like I had lost some weight and I was like fine with how I looked, but it was not a level of, oh, wow. Like that person competes. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't look like that for sure. How long did it take of working out with a coach till you started to feel like you might be that person? Um, It took probably about, four and a half months. And were you working out every day? Um, it was five days a week, five days a week, but seven days I was walking. 
like getting steps. Okay. Were you liking it? Was it hard and you liked it? Did you think about quitting? So the working out part, I loved, I loved being in the gym and working out and like seeing like every day I feel I would see something new. So it was like exciting, but the nutrition part of it was really hard because I am a really sweet tooth person Mm. and all my life, like I said, like before I had a fast metabolism until it kind of started to slow down later on and, and probably still am like addicted to sugar, (laughs) but burning it all the time. Right. Yeah. I mean, now I know how to like implement it without it being like bad. I mean, it's never like amazing to be having all this sugar, but when I started with the coach, it was really hard. I like cold Turkey, like cut everything and only followed my nutrition plan. Wow. Also from the coach. Yes. Yeah. She made a complete nutrition plan for me and workout plan. Okay. So then at some point you decide I'm going to do this. Yes. After I started working out and like seeing major results and I was working so hard to the point where it was like, I need to do a competition because this is really hard. Like it was really hard physically and even more so mentally. How was your first competition? It was amazing. I was super excited to be on the stage because I love being on stage. So I was really excited to be on the stage. It was very glamorous. Like the outfits you wear glamorous. Do you pick the outfits? Yeah. So the thing I really like about WBFF is you get to design what you're wearing on stage. So you get to design your suit, you get to design your dress, like anything that you want to wear on there, you get to design and wear and other categories that compete. You also get to design your theme wear. So the theme wear is like people wear huge wings or they'll wear like an outfit that is showing their physique, but it's like from something like maybe like a Disney princess or whatnot, but obviously not like a full like ball gown. It's like made so that it can like show like their abs or their arms or whatever. So it was something that I had never like seen before that made me feel like, whoa, this is like so unique and cool. So I'm not in the category with the theme wear, but I get to do the custom designed bikini and then also the gown. I'm definitely going to try out some theme wear. It sounds amazing. (laughs) Maybe I need your coach. In that first competition, were you nervous? I wasn't really nervous. I was more excited. I think it's because you have worked so hard for so long leading up to this. Like my first competition, I trained for over six months to do it. And it was six months of like, not having any of the foods that I really wanted, like no treats and stuff and like really focusing on pushing your limits when it comes to working out and whatnot. So I think I was just more excited. I was excited for the whole competition. I was excited for afterwards, like eating crap. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I have just to end this segment, you know, the idea of swirling through my head is that so many people struggle with body image. And you sound like you wanted to make a change in your body, but not like it was getting you down too much, you know, just like, oh, I want to tone that a little bit, get some definition here. Could that get out of control for people? Like, have you seen it get out of control for people? And then the other thing is like in a competition where you're literally judged by your body against other people's bodies, is there an element to that that doesn't feel good to you? 
So that's another thing I like about this federation is that they judge not solely on your physique. They judge on your posing and your presence, like on the stage, like your confidence. And they judge also on your marketing. Like how well are you presenting yourself where they can like use your likability as well. And then they also judge based off of your physique, but it's like broken up into different categories so that it's not all just focused solely on that. So the first competition is an amateur show. So a lot of people will take it very seriously, not everyone, but once you're in a pro position, it's like everyone is doing their absolute hardest to be there. So for me, at least, I never felt like bad about anything in regards to my body, only because I knew every single person there was working like just as hard. You know, it comes down to not just that, but it comes down to like how you are on the actual stage. And that's like, my favorite part is like just being up on the stage and like having fun. Okay. That sounds great. All right. Now you're super pregnant. Your physique has changed us a tad. <laughs> Let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk about pregnancy and birth. <laughs> hey everyone. It's Dr. Berlin. And I want to talk to you about something that is close to my heart. Literally Omega three. It's a crucial nutrient that's sadly overlooked. With 95% of women deficient, Needed, the supplement brand I trust, created their brand new Omega-3 Soft Gels. Designed by perinatal experts, they support you and your baby's well-being from fertility to pregnancy and beyond. Unlike other brands, Needed's Omega-3 is sustainable, pesticide-free, and third-party tested for purity. Plus, my favorite, it has a milder taste and smell. Perfect for sensitive mamas. Don't wait. Visit thisisneeded.com and use code BERLIN to get 20% off your initial order. Experience the needed difference, consciously crafted for your health and the planet. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. We're talking to Taryn Slater. Okay pregnancy you said early on that you were planning to have kids so was it a conscious choice to have it at this point um not entirely we weren't planning this it just happened and that's what they all we, say <laughs> we knew we wanted kids my husband ever since he was young he's always just wanted to be a dad and so he's been ready to have kids for a long time but i wanted to make sure we were close to our families so back in southern california before we got pregnant so once we did move back to Southern California, it was more of like, if it happens, it's okay. But it mm -hmm. wasn't like trying, trying. It was just like, if it happens, it happens. How long did it, if it happens, take? Not long. It took maybe eight months or maybe six months. Yeah. So it was pretty short. But the thing is, is that was last year. And that was, I had a miscarriage. Sorry. And then, that's okay. And then after that, then I got pregnant again really fast which also wasn't planned <laughs> two ifs just happened <laughs> yeah and that's this pregnancy yeah how did you find out you were pregnant i knew i like took a pregnancy test that said negative but i was like i really think i'm pregnant i could tell like my body was different like it just that's really cool i mean i'm always amused when people say that i think i could be having a kidney stone and i would be like hmm, i'm not sure what that maybe it's nothing <laughs> yeah i like knew i was like something is up 
for sure. And then maybe three or five days later, I took another one and it said positive. And I took like three just to make sure they all said positive. They should always sell it in a five pack. Nobody trusts the first couple. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I had to buy a couple boxes, but. Were you excited? Were you nervous? I think both because like it was something I wasn't expecting. And even now, even though like I'm about to pop, there's <laughs> moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a mom. Yeah, you already are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's scary. <laughs> yeah, it's totally scary. I mean, you know, I think we've said on here many times, people talk about the first birth being a, a double birth, the birth of a baby and the birth of a mom. It's a different than being someone's daughter, being someone's mother. So good luck with that. Anyway, your whole life at this point is your body. And obviously your body changes a lot during pregnancy. Is that something you gave thought to? And then as it happened, how did it feel to you? It's just like when I started my fitness journey, it's definitely like a mental challenge, like competing is and pregnancy also can be when you're like in this bodybuilding type world. And the thing is though, is that I've always been very open with my journey and with my struggles and everything. And I've never been a person who's like, my soul value is like just in my physique. It's like who you are as a person. So when I got pregnant, I was like, I want other people to know when you're pregnant, like you can still keep up with your lifestyle. So I have been throughout my pregnancy, been keeping up with my fitness journey and my eating and whatnot. And I even created like a guide to help people who also become pregnant to like do safe workouts as they're going through each trimester. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's different, obviously, because I can't compete while I'm pregnant. I was wondering about that. It sounds like an amazing opportunity. (laughs) There's no uh, pregnancy category. (laughs) I think you should start one. (laughs) Yeah, maybe in the future, maybe there will be. There is like a kids category, though. So I was like, well, it'll be fun to like have my little daughter like in the little kids. They obviously aren't doing like fitness. It's like a little like talent show thing. But um, yeah, it's like cute. (laughs) i think there should be a pregnancy like you said you want to show that you can still take really good care of your body during pregnancy and your health and you know you're pregnant that doesn't mean you grow but it doesn't mean that you have to grow in a way that you don't like or that you're not comfortable with so as you grew through the different stages were you comfortable with how things changed for you yeah like i was okay i shared everything like i would post updates like every couple weeks of how everything was changing, just like I would do when I was competing. I would post like every week, like how things were changing and progressing. And I was like, I'm going to continue on as I'm pregnant so that people can see. And I want to keep it real with people that it's like, I'm very pregnant now. I obviously don't have like my six pack anymore, (laughs) but it's still like your body is such like a strong, beautiful thing. And you need to accept it in like all stages. I always tell people that like, no matter where you're at in your journey, you have to accept where you're at. Like when you see your pregnant body, you don't have the six pack anymore, but you have something else that's kind of amazing. Do you appreciate the pregnant body and then, you know, looking forward to getting the non-pregnant body back in good time? Yes. I think being pregnant has really helped show me like, wow, (laughs) our bodies are capable of doing so much. And I think afterwards I would like to get back into my fitness and competing and all of that. But I have like a different appreciation for my body that it's like 
completely creating a life and it's helping like a little baby like live you know and it's yeah and it's just completely different all the while it still is like getting me around and getting me like through my workouts and stuff so it's doing a lot (laughs) that's incredible it sounds like you just appreciate your body on a much deeper level now yeah okay can you still lift heavy while you're pregnant um so i definitely toned it down i do still lift heavy but not to the point that i was at and i've had to modify a lot like i can't have like a barbell over like my hips because of my belly so you know i got to modify and like use dumbbells instead or use bands body weight that type of thing so i've definitely had to cut down the amount of weight i'm using but i still i would say lift a good amount of weight for being pregnant (laughs) That's amazing. All right. Let's talk about birth. You're planning for a home birth. Why? Yeah. So at first I wasn't sure. I knew I wanted a water birth and I didn't think that many hospitals really did that. I also, with everything going on in the world, I really want my husband and my mom to both be present. And a lot of places right now, they're only allowing one person. It's a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I was like, all right, if I want my mom and my husband to be there, like I'm going to have to do a home birth. I also always pictured, even though this is like not something that I think anybody does really, unless you like live out in this type of place, but I always picture just like in running water, like a river and like hanging on to like a tree, <laughs> and, like just giving birth. Wow. So I knew I wanted like I really love water. Where's the like, tree coming? Lakes. I don't know why. Like, I just picture, like, I don't like being on my back hmm. at all. Like, when pregnant or in general? Checks, for, like, checkups and stuff. Like, during pregnancy. During pregnancy, before pregnancy, like, pap smears and all that type of stuff. You never like being on your back for stuff. No, it's just, like, uncomfortable and scary. Hmm. it's just not a way I picture like this is a great way for a baby to come out like I I understand yeah I just picture like being down in like kind of like a vertical position like a squat or like on all fours but like leaned back like leaned down so kind of like diagonally like on your knees but up on your palms type of thing oh yeah okay I just had this vision of you squatting your baby out with weight holding weight (laughs) I don't think I'll be doing that. I don't think so either, but I don't think you'll be hanging from a tree. Okay. I also will not be hanging from a tree, but I will probably do some things where I'm going to be like squatting down or like on all fours and lean down a little bit or whatever. I don't know. That's what I think now, but I have heard that when you're actually going through labor, what you think you're going to do might not be what you do at all. Well, that's why we do these before and after episodes. It's very curious <laughs> to see how you picture it's going to be and then how your experience actually will be later okay. tonight. Um, <clears throat> I hope so. I mean, you're such a confident person and, you know, you are strong and also just tough. Like you seem to have a very high pain tolerance. Are there things about giving birth at home that make you nervous or giving birth in general? Honestly, like all through my pregnancy, I haven't been so scared of giving birth. I'm more scared of after. I'm Being scared a mom? Of, yeah, I'm scared of how life is going to change because I'm so used to having my little routine of like going to the gym and like doing my stuff. And like I have my clients and 
working with my clients and stuff. And it's all just going to be a major shift. So I'm more concerned of like, what's my life going to look like? The birthing to me, I don't know. I just feel it's like something that a woman's body is like made to do. Like it's natural. And so I'm not so nervous about that. Honestly, I don't know. It doesn't really scare me. I'm just at this point, I'm just ready for it. I'm just like, when is this starting? (laughs) You think you'll sing while you're in labor? I might. Yeah, it's calming for people who like singing. Yeah, I might. I thought about that too. Like, I probably will because even now, some days I'll just like sing to her because I like, I don't know. It's just like comforting. So I probably will. But I, again, I have no clue. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be like quiet. I don't know if I'm going to be super loud. Are you taking video? Yeah. Uh, Plan to be videoing it and taking Uh photos and whatnot. Yeah. And play some audio back in the afterwards and find (laughs) out. uh... We'll see. The reason I don't know is because sometimes when I'm like lifting weights and I'm like, really, it's like hard and I'm like struggling through it. And I'm like, I only need to get through like six more reps and I'm going to be done. Sometimes I'll get like really quiet because I'm just like so focused on like just getting through it. So interesting. You know, I don't know anything about bodybuilding, but part of the thing that like in my brain was like, this is a bodybuilder. I mean, everything makes sense, but you're so like mellow and relaxed. And I'm always picturing bodybuilders grunting and yelling and throwing the weights on the floor afterwards. And you just seem like, so not like that. Yeah. Whenever I'm lifting and doing that stuff, like I rarely ever make noises that are like really loud where people around are like, what is going on? Mm. (laughs) I'm normally like more quiet and I just am breathing louder, like making sure I'm taking my breaths so that I'm not like holding it. Cause sometimes it's like easy to like start holding your breath while you're doing stuff. So it's just like breathing and making sure, but I'm just so focused on getting through the set that I'm more like quiet. I think really, I am really curious how that'll play out for you in labor. So your mom and your husband and you are going to be at the birth and a midwife. Anybody else? Um, I have a doula and they're like a mother daughter team. So they'll be there. And then also the midwife's assistant. Yeah. That's a nice little uh, crew. Yeah. There's going to be a whole little crew here, which is nice. And then we're going to set up like a tripod to like record and take photos and stuff. And then uh, my mom said she could take some photos. And then also since there's, two doulas one of them said that they can also be like helping with taking photos and stuff i thought about maybe getting a birth photographer i don't know i'm still kind of thinking about it even though she might come tonight (laughs) (laughs) but everybody's like we'll just do it so i don't know oh there's some great birth photographers in this town and the cool thing is many of them are also doulas so it'd just be another you know warm doula energy around you Mm -hmm. okay you are like 40 weeks in a few days Uh, in California. If you want to give birth at home with a midwife, you have to have the baby between 37 and 42 weeks. Does that feel like pressure to you? Yes. I don't like that. There's an end time. I wish it was just like 37 weeks and onwards, but I'm just trying to stay positive that she will be coming within that time frame, And we have things like in place for this coming week that if she's not here, like some things that we can do to try. Are there things that you're doing to try now? Yes, there are. But either this Friday or next week, my midwife was thinking of trying like a membrane sweep. We haven't done that yet. You're missing out. 
(laughs) (laughs) We will see. We'll see if we're able to do it on Friday. We'll see. I really just want her to come just like on her own and just come. But yeah, I have been, you know, walking a lot, still exercising, eating my dates, drinking my tea. (laughs) Red raspberry leaf or? Yes. Red raspberry Uh tea, my dates and whatnot. But evening primrose. Yes. Evening primrose. Mm -hmm. I've been doing a lot of stuff where at some points it just becomes like, she's just coming when she's coming and I'm doing all the things, but like, she's going to make the choice. That's cool. I mean, that's (laughs) also true. Okay. I want to go to one place just to see like what your mindset is about it, Mm -hmm. which is what happens if you run out of time? Yeah, I have thought about that too. I actually talked to my husband about this last night. I was like, look, if I go past that, it's going to be you and my mom delivering. (laughs) 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 And he was like, no, he's like, if we go past it, like you can do some laboring at home, but like, we're going to go to the hospital. But I don't like thinking about it only because it's like, I don't want to like put it out there. But I really do think if it were coming down to that, I feel like I would be like laboring so much at home that it would be like, oh my gosh, here she is. She's coming and her just come. (laughs) Are you open? Like, even if you go into labor tonight and you either get exhausted or something comes up that the midwife's not in love with, are you open to laboring and delivering at the hospital? I'm open to it. Like if it comes down to it where it's like, okay, this is something that we really need to go to the hospital for, but I really do not want to do anything in regards to drugs, like Pitocin or epidural or anything. (laughs) And that's just my own personal preference. Like my mom has done an epidural and she's like all about it, but just myself, I just, I don't know. I just don't want to do any of that. Is there space in your plan, however little it is, that if it becomes a necessity or something that you change your mind and do want, that you'll still be okay if you have those kinds of interventions? I won't let myself or them let me change my mind, for sure. But if it comes down to, like, safety, like, for the baby, then, yes, I would go ahead and, like, go forward with that but like if it comes down to me being like I just can't do this and like freaking out they already know like if I say something like that like what to say and what to do and so I won't be able to like just get out of it but I do think since I've had so much time with my training and with like getting through sets that seem impossible that I've already like trained my mind really well to just like no I'm just gonna push through Literally. Yes. (laughs) Do you have a code word? Sometimes like when I was a doula, you know, people would have that mindset and everybody around them is a hundred percent supportive. But at some point, like I've been to the birth where she is like, give me drugs. I want drugs right now. But originally she said, I'm going to scream, give me drugs, but don't do it. (laughs) You know, but in the moment, it's sort of like really confusing because you look at the look in her face and she's like, she wants drugs right now. But then you think about, she said, whatever I say and do, don't let me get the drugs. So sometimes we make a code word like, okay, if I say this, I'm serious, go get the anesthesiologist right now do you have a code word no (laughs) 
Okay. There's no code word. The kind of funny thing there's is there's no no option for me. The the last time we had a code word at a birth, they wanted to be creative with it and they had changed it several times. Mm-hmm. And their code word turned into a phrase, which was blue monkeys. Blue monkeys. Okay. Blue monkeys was the word. And then things were picking up. Things were picking up. And she was open to epidural, but she just didn't want it if she really didn't need it. So, and then she was asking for it. And, you know, her husband was like, no, you don't want this baby. You told me you don't want this. And all of a sudden she screams out, green bananas. And he's like, what's green bananas? And then she's in the middle of a big, big contraction. Bananas, green, green, green bananas. And he really had no clue which, where she was going with that. And eventually she's like, the, the green monkeys. He's like, blue monkeys? <laughs> and she's like, blue monkeys! <laughs> you idiot! You're forgetting it in the middle. Yeah, she forgot her code word. And he didn't know if she was just try, like getting close, but trying to say, hey, I'm not there yet, but I'm close. It's, you know, anyway, she was serious. The interesting thing is she was so close to pushing that when they checked her before doing the epidural, she was essentially crowning. And she's like, oh, I could do this. Wow. I know it's not going to be easy. I know it's going to be like probably the hardest thing I've ever done. I think it will be. But I also just know like I can do this. So I'm just going to give it everything. I'm excited for you, Taryn. I'm in your corner. I think you're just an amazing mindset, an amazing personality and energy and really inspiring. Like just even the way you talk about, I have six more reps, I can do it. My little voice is always like the opposite. Like you've already done one. Maybe that's too much. You don't want to hurt yourself. So uh, you do. You inspire me in a lot of different ways. I'm excited for you and your journey. Next time we talk to you, hopefully you'll be holding this little baby in your arms with a great little story. One question for you before we sign off, where can we find you online? You can find me online on my Instagram, which is Taryn Slater Fitness. That is where I have like my updates every day. I like talk on my story every day and where you can find me and train with me, all of that. So that would be like the number one place I would say. That's awesome. Train with you. Is it virtual or in person? Before COVID, I did some people in person, but mainly my clients are virtual all over the world. So. And is it for professional working out or is it for like regular people? Anyone. So I do lifestyle or if you want to do a competition, I help with getting you prepared for a competition and like helping to go pro. But I work with a lot of people who it's like, they just want the guidance and to like start a healthy lifestyle. So I call it lifestyle fitness. Oh, that's cool. I mean, now you got me thinking, do you do everybody, guys, girls, little teenagers, big adults? Okay. Yeah. Like if I sign up, do you think you could also help me pick out theme wear? (laughs) Yes, I can. Okay, because that's my big recommendation. That's my biggest concern. I was thinking I would be like Big Bird. Anyway, (laughs) or Snuffy. Taryn, thanks a million. I uh, send in good vibes, good earthy vibes and juju from the juju. And I can't wait to talk to you on the other side. Home, thanks for listening to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. If you want to connect with us for tips of how I look the same as I did a month ago, Just find us at Dr. Berlin, D-O-C-T-O-R-B-E-R-L-I-N. Doctor, doctor, give me the news.
This episode is sponsored by an innovative product that's made a big difference for parents and babies alike. Dr. Mom Butt Bomb. As a parent of four, I've had my fair share of battles with diaper rash, often resorting to thick, unpleasant pastes. I only recently discovered Dr. Mom Butt Bomb, and I was immediately impressed by its pleasant consistency and ease of application. This pediatric-approved skin protectant is free from dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, making it perfect for your baby's sensitive skin. It's designed by a doctor who's also a mom, ensuring your little one gets the gentlest care. A small dab is all it takes to soothe and protect, avoiding the mess and hassle of traditional treatments. With ingredients like dimethicone and petrolatum, Dr. Mom Butt Bomb not only soothes, but also restores your baby's delicate skin. Available on Amazon.com and Walmart.com, it's the smart choice for every parent wanting to keep diaper rash at bay. Remember, with Dr. Mom Butt Bomb, nothing comes between you and your baby. Not even diaper rash.